bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and today I am joined by the wonderful, fantastic, awesome Steve Brown. Steve has devoted 30 plus years of his career to human resources. He is currently the vice president of human resources at La Rosa Inc., a regional pizzeria restaurant chain in southwest Ohio with 11 locations and more than 1,100 team members. Prior to La Rosa, Steve held various HR management positions in the manufacturing, consumer products, and professional services industries. An active member of SHRM, very active, gosh, that's why I first met you, Steve, uh, an active member of SHRM for more than 20 years. Steve has held several leadership roles, most recently serving as the Membership Advisory Council representative for the North Central Region of SHRM. Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bill. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. So let's get into the questions today because we've got loads to talk about. Uh, you you are a very well-loved and respected chap within the industry. So I've got lots of things that I want to quiz you about. Firstly, you you are the vice president of the Human Resources for La Rosa's Inc., as I mentioned a second ago. Uh, tell us what your role involves there. Oh, great question. I'm the overseer of all things HR at La Rosa's. So everything from... Benefits, workers' comp, compensation, employee relations, hiring, recruiting, you name it. I oversee all of it. I have an incredible staff that does a lot of the day-to-day. So I'm more responsible for the strategy of HR here. And I spend most of my time talking to people, which is great, all the way from the CEO to the people at the front line. In fact, right before I got on the call, I was out in the field at our pizzerias, meeting some people, and also at our bakery, talking to some people there. So I get a a wonderful job in that. I get to talk to people. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Now, uh, you've been credited with helping to create a workforce environment where employees truly care about one another. Uh, what, What are some of the most powerful things employers can do to develop a workplace that people genuinely enjoy? I think it's pretty simple. But many people choose not to do it because we don't think it has as much value as we think it does. And the simple piece is this, Bill. Pay attention to people. Acknowledge them when you see them. Take time to listen to them and hear what they have to say. It's funny. My kids who are now adults ask me what I do for a living. And I say, I talk. And they go, you get paid for that? I said, yes, I do. Uh, But my boss here gave me the most powerful term or approach I've ever heard, uh, that acknowledgement is the best form of recognition. And in organizations today, people don't take time to acknowledge each other. We run and do work, which we think is far more important when we need to take time to spend with each other. And again, sounds very simple, but I know that it works because when people know that they have your attention, they have your ear, You can hear what's really happening in the organization as well as encourage them and have them do the good work that's in front of them. So when we talk about employee engagement and things like that, uh, it takes a lot of time. Uh, I do much more HR practice individually versus collectively, and it's worthwhile. The collective model has never worked, probably never will. 
Okay, thank you. So uh, despite a lot of recent talk about a potential recession coming, we are still living in, in an environment right now where there's a huge war for talent, right? So yes. conversely, Steve, what, what are some of the things that companies do to turn off employees, causing them to, to, to be less happy and eventually maybe jump ship? I think there's a couple of things. One is if people feel ignored, for instance, they've brought up something that's legitimately a concern to them. If they really think it hasn't been heard, vetted out, considered, after a while, they're just going to turn off. And what I've found is more people jump ship because HR especially focuses on those people that tear the organization down versus those that build it up. We tend to focus on those that are, uh, as I like to call them, soul suckers, <laughs> because they bring so much attention and negativity when we ignore the people who are doing a great job. I think if you could turn it around and look to your performers first and take care of them, they are less likely to leave. It's a much different environment now. People leave because they can. In the past, they would leave because of new opportunities or a chance to advance. But now, if it's not a fit for them, they'll leave regardless of the level. So I think, again, it takes a lot more intentional time in front of them and as well as addressing the problems as they come up. <clears throat> if someone is challenging or if they are one of these 10% soul-sucking people, address it. Quit letting it bury you all the time. Take care of it, move on, and spend more time with the people who are doing a great job. Okay, so you've got a 30-plus year career uh, in and around HR. I'd, I'd love to hear from you now. How, how, how has technology changed the way leaders recognize and, and reward employees in the last five, ten years compared to perhaps earlier in your career? Great question, Bill. I think there's a lot of advantages to the technology that's out there, especially because workforces are less concentrated. They're more remote or they're more distanced. There's more distance between people. So the technology we have can be used as an advantage, especially as a communication platform. Recognition is a little harder because sometimes it comes very systemized. And we tend to make it more personalized here at La Rosa's. So I would like to see the technologies used so that people aren't forgotten and you can recognize them for service. You can recognize them for accomplishments. You can recognize them for uh, pulling the team forward or hitting certain milestones and goals. And there's different ways to reward them through point systems or ability to purchase things or just genuine recognition. There's much more internal communication that can happen better through technology than it ever did before. We have to quit assuming that everyone knows what's going on. It's better to simplify it and get the message out all the time to say, hey, did you know that Bill did this? Isn't this great? Thank you so much, Bill. That sort of simple communication and personalized touch goes so much farther than some big program and tchotchke and plaque. You know, people want that personal touch. They probably always have and they probably always will. You can personalized technology but you have to spend the time to do it and remaining on the theme of tech for, for a moment in in terms of uh access that uh employees now have to 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 wider potential markets how, how much has social media changed the power of the employee so i'm getting at 
uh, how one's personal brand can be used in, in the capacity of being, heaven forbid, a troll or indeed being a brand advocate. And, you know, there, there are platforms out there like Glassdoor that can uh, kind of really help with this. Again, a great environment. Oh, sorry, great question for us. Here's the thing. Social media is just water cooler talk that used to happen in the hallways. Now it's happening online. It's the same thing. It's a method of communication. And there are powerful, powerful ways to use it to your advantage. And also, it keeps you in check. It's interesting, when social media first came about, HR and conferences and bloggers all went on, we need to shut this down, everything needs to be tighter, 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 because we tend to build systems managed to the exception than the majority. If you teach people how to do it well, how to use the platforms well, they can be things like brand advocates, they can be things like people who support your customers, reach out to your customers, talk to your team members. Also, team members may make you aware of a problem you didn't know about. So I don't see it as something to be fearful of. I see it as something to be cognizant of and active in. <clears throat> People are going to be on social media. You can't tell them not to be. In every policy that tries to clamp it down, People are on their phone at the time saying, hey, we got this policy. We can't use social media. Isn't this great? So again, setting the tone, giving the message for people to use, giving them good content and context around the work that you're doing and the type of culture you have and the accomplishments you have or the initiatives you have as a company, social media can be an advantage. And it should be because some form of social media is going to be around from now on. Okay, so it sounds like you're in the school of thought uh, that that would suggest you can't really control what your employees are saying. You, you can't uh, try and uh, push on them some sort of corporate guidelines and expect them to to adhere to that. Is that is that fair to say? It is fair to say, and I'll give you a good example. Uh, in the hospitality industry, people can do all kinds of things. Uh, we had a gentleman take a picture of something that they weren't supposed to take a picture of. And they made a, a very derogatory comment about a guest. So we took that information and said, hey, we need to talk to you about your behavior. Not social media, your behavior. This wasn't needed. We didn't need to do this. And we disciplined that person. And they're doing fine. But it's just framing things and putting things in context. Uh, controlling is impossible. Uh, it's something that's a myth in organizations. <laughs> you know, people are people, as Depeche Mode said. Um, you know, you got to have the ability to think that they're going to do the right thing more often than not. And if someone does something poorly, you address the behavior, which is true whether it was social media or if it was without social media. Okay, thank you. Let's uh, let's now turn and, and uh, talk a bit about uh, all the wonderful things you do in your capacity at Sherm. So you're a member of the Sherm Board of Directors. Can you take two or three minutes now and, and talk a bit about Sherm, the, the, the work the society does, uh, the events like uh, the conference where you and I first met, uh, the events it puts on, and how the Sher Sherm Board of Directors helps to lead efforts to, to educate HR pros in the U.S. and, and elsewhere? Sure. I'm a huge proponent of SHRM. Uh, it's gigantic, uh, but you don't have to make it that way. Uh, we have a reach globally, and I think the society is doing its best to elevate the profession, not just have you belong. So 
as a society, they're trying to provide opportunities for HR people to do several things. The first one is connect and not just be isolated in your own area of HR, wherever you are, but find other peers that do what you do. They have great resources online. As a member, you get access to more resources, but it's great to know that we have a global HR community that we can connect with through SHRM. And then there's in-person events like SHRM Talent, uh, the SHRM Diversity and Inclusion Conference, and the big one, uh, SHRM Annual, which is a monster. Uh, but it's really, really a fun place to go for professional development, for networking, to hear great content, relevant content to what people are doing. And the other thing I think that we're getting very, very good at is a few years ago, SHRM put forth their own certification for HR. Uh, the SHRM CP and the SHRM SCP. And uh, having a professional certification is huge. It shows a lot of credibility for you professionally and personally. And SHRM has done a ton of great work to develop content so that you can continue to grow with your certification. You need to take the test and pass it, which is a mountain in itself. But once you have it, you can continue to grow as an HR professional to help your organization as well as help yourself. I'm a huge advocate for SHRM. The Board of Directors is a great role. Uh, you mentioned earlier I've been involved for 20 years as part of SHRM, mainly as a volunteer leader, and I've worked everywhere from the local chapter to now sitting on the national board, helping look at the direction of the organization as a whole. Uh, I'm excited about what's coming. Uh, I'm excited about the direction that the new leadership team is taking. So it's a great time to be a SHRM member. I think you're going to see them press more and more to show how that HR has been a business partner and is a very integral part of business. It's really worth being a part of SHRM as an HR professional. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go completely off topic just for a moment. Uh, so please indulge Steve and I. Uh, Steve, I, I understand that you're a scout leader. Um, I myself am a former scout i was a cub i was a beaver leader so my, my good deed for today which i was trying to do one is i'd like to invite you to briefly say why you support the cause and why why it's an important resource for young people across the world i was floored by how much scouting would change my life my son's life and the lives of uh, the scouts I had a chance to be with and the families I was with. Uh, I was involved in Boy Scouts as a scout master, and I started out as a cub scout myself, like yourself, Bill. But I also worked my way into, when my son got into it, I became a den leader, then a cub master, then a scout master for Boy Scouts. And just to see people have an opportunity to develop themselves as leaders, to find out what camaraderie is, to know both the joy of success and failure in a safe environment, and also for them to grow. Uh, we were an advancement-based troop, and so our kids were, we would press and hopefully have them find the way to become an Eagle Scout. Uh, while I was Scoutmaster, I had 27 Scouts become an Eagle Scout, and uh, these people already are becoming incredible contributors to society, all the way from lo working at the local grocery store to uh, becoming lawyers, to becoming Olympians, uh, to becoming you know communications majors. It's amazing to see what these young people have become. 
And the other thing it allowed me to do, Bill, is keep me connected and the parents connected to understand that the generation coming after us is not somebody that's difficult or different. They're wonderful. Uh, And they have so much to offer. Scouting gave me an opportunity to do something well with my son for, you know, 12 plus years. And it was the best. I completely support it and would love to see more and more kids get involved in something that's a little more holistic and not just so narrow. I'm a huge athlete person, too, athletic person, sorry. Uh, But I think scouting is just well-rounded and has a lot to offer. Okay, uh, back to HR-related questions. Actually, it's just the last couple of questions for you now. Um, Tell us a bit about your very popular HR blog, uh, Everyday People. Interestingly enough, my blog was a Christmas present from my sister-in-law. She knew I had been active in the field and had been writing, but she said, you know, why don't you share what you're saying? And I said, oh, well, how's that work? And this was when blogs first came out. And so she bought me the site and called it Everyday People, which is the title of a great song from Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, I'm a huge, huge music person. And the thing that the blog has allowed me to do is I've always been an HR person who believes in the better side of what we do and the positive side of what we do. I know that working in HR can be challenging and dark and dingy at times, but there's so much positive that happens with our field that no one was out there doing. Honestly, everybody's out there trying to take, take away from it or tear it down, and I believe it should be built up. So I use my blog. I only write about positive things, uh, not Pollyanna things, but real-world ways to make HR better for people personally and in their organizations. So if our listeners today want to check out your blog, what's the URL there, Steve? Oh, the URL is HTTP, um, and then S Brown HR, so S-B-R-O-W-N-E-H-R dot com. Okay. And just finally for today, Steve, how can our listeners connect with you and how can they learn more about all the awesome things happening over at La Rosa? Well, for La Rosa's, you can come to our site at www.larosas.com and check us out. Uh, If you're in the area, check out our food. We have the best pizza on the planet, and I am biased, but it is very, (laughs) very good. Uh, We're celebrating our 65th anniversary this year, which is an astonishing accomplishment for a business, especially a restaurant. So we're kind of an icon, and the more you can learn about us, the better, and try our product. Uh, For me, you can find me on Twitter at S Brown HR, S B R O W N E H R. I'm very active on Twitter. Uh, you'll see me all over. You'll hear me at conferences. I go to conferences all over the country. And also, if you want to check out my book, HR on Purpose, it's on Amazon.com and it can give you a new way to look at HR in a positive way. And if you want to connect on LinkedIn, I'm there as well. As many ways as you want to connect, I'm willing to do it. Okay, well, I think. I think I've just established our next interview, which will be uh, based around your book. Uh, so we'll definitely get you on again <laughs> and to talk about that. <laughs> uh, but for today, Steve, that just leaves me to say, Steve Brown, thank you very much for being a guest on the HR Chat Show. Thanks, Bill. Really appreciate the opportunity. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.